God hears your cries. Yeah. He hears your prayers. It may feel as if sometimes you have been praying for something for so long and that God doesn't hear you or God isn't with you, but that's not true whatsoever. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Yeah, baby. We're back, baby. Life After Addiction, you better believe it. I'm Adam Comer, and that's... Ryan Chittister. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Come on. And hey, as you know, if you saw the last episode, episode, uh, we're in this little mini-series called The Four Pillars. If you came through the program, you know about The Four Pillars. Uh, it's something that we believe if you do every day, um, it's, it helps us a, a, to be equipped for when the storm comes. In this world, you will have trouble, the Word of God says, but it also says take heart. So if you haven't seen that last episode about God's Word, as, as being in God's Word every day, that first pillar, go check that one out. But today, we're talking about prayer and the importance of prayer uh, and that we should pray daily as one of the four pillars. And again, just like I said last episode, the four pillars is something, it's a vehicle that we use, a practical tools that we use personally and teach to use to drive us to the lost and found curriculum, to drive us to those seven principles and, and grow and sanctification. So sure. prayer, Chitty, tell us, tell, man, what's important with prayer? What do you, what sticks out with you about prayer? And yeah. Yeah. I think I'll start off by saying, I believe that we're all a byproduct of someone's prayers. Mm. I am where I am today because there was men and women who were praying for the Lord to reach me, to touch mm. me, to transform me. Um, and I sit here today because I had a loving family and many people who probably I don't even know uh, that were praying for me along the way. And even all our viewers um, that are watching right now, they had people who were praying for them along their journey. Uh, but really, man, what it does for me, it just keeps me grounded. Um, it's so easy to get caught up in my thoughts and my emotions mm. and get in this place of reacting to everything in life. And usually when Ryan reacts to something, it's out of fear. It's out of doubt. You know, it's out of uh, shame. It's out of guilt. It's out of frustration. It's out of all these things that cause me to come out of my character that God has called me to be and behave mm. in a certain way and respond in a biblical manner. And I'm responding in my flesh. So really it gives me the, what it does the most is it gives me clarity in my thoughts and in my actions. Okay. This is how I'm feeling. I take these things to God in prayer. I sift it through his word and it gives me direction. Yeah as to how to respond in a godly manner with absolute truth, which is his word. Mm, yeah, man. And, and I think, gosh, just, just really thinking about that as a believer, as a, as a born again, believer, child of the King, man, when you really break down the fact that we get to pray to God, amazing, we get to talk to God. Yeah. In fact, he wants us to, he's called us to, man, the Bible says that we will, judge angels mm. not like in a court of law but like the old testament judge you were a ruler over angels yeah god made us in his image and that's the only of all creation and they like the angels look curiously at us you know and like wow this they're and we get to pray and speak to god man that is like i heard john piper say we are colossal fools 
if we don't engage in prayer. Mm. Isn't that wild? And man, I always, in, in the Four Pillars class, there's always just a story in this one scripture, or a bunch of scripture, but that sticks out to me. And it's in Philippians, and it, and it just, there, the, the fact that you said of what prayer does and, and what prayer does for you, man, I have, there's a story that, there's a peace that comes. And so in Philippians 4, 6, it says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. And stop for a second. Do not be anxious about anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm anxious right now as yeah, we speak, yeah, right? I mean, Just I mean, about everything going like, on. Like, <laughs> so, okay, God, I hear you. And so if that's the case, there's these promises of God, and there's these different scriptures and things like that. You heard in the first episode when I talked about a scripture that didn't make sense, and it's important to stop, not just skip over that, but because do not be anxious about anything. Man, that's a high call. And then, but does it tell us what? And then it says, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And that doesn't give you the answer, but it's telling you what to do. It's like, hey, if you're anxious, if you're having anxiety, present your request to God with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, being thankful. That's a big part of Mm. maybe we'll talk at a later episode, but we're about prayer right now. But then if you go to verse 7, it tells you the answer. Well, what does prayer do? How is prayer going to help me in this anxious moment, in these devastating moments? How is prayer going to work? Well, verse 7 tells us. It says this. Present your request to God, made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So let's read it all together. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I love that because the story that I always talk about is a time when it doesn't make sense for peace to come in. Mm. Uh, it surpassed understanding. Doctors, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, they, they can't ex- describe why you have peace. It is a, a peace that is supernatural. And here's the story. Um, man, unfortunately in this, uh, as a pastor in addiction recovery, um, man, especially early on, I'm supposed to do, as a young man, I consider myself young, I guess, but I'm supposed to do more weddings and funerals. And when you work and you serve in addiction recovery, you know, that wasn't always the case. And, man, I remember specifically two different examples of a funeral I'm doing, both for, for younger men, both for like 26, 28-year-old men. Um, one of them had two children. And I remember doing his funeral. And, gosh, every time I think about this, I just have to be careful because it's like I remember it was in Georgia. I was doing the funeral, and right on the front row he had two daughters. And they were, they were, I mean, just spitting images of them. And so I kind of had to look over their heads because I'd lose it. Now, in the church, his mother was, was very emotional, crying like out loud and just devastated and mourning. And everyone in there could hear it. And, I mean, it's just that painful. But that made sense to me. That's what's supposed to be happening. Yeah. There's pain. A mother should never bury her child. That made sense to me. And so I understood that. And then the other example I give is, is another um, 26, 28-year-old, and they didn't have children. But there was something at that funeral. This guy's mother had a peace about her. Did not make sense to me. She was 
grieving. She wasn't happy. She was hurt. But she had this piece about her, man, that didn't make sense. And here's what I know about the two ladies. The mom over here that was devastated, I would imagine is a believer. I, she said she was. I didn't, you know, I've ministered her, to her for a season after, you know, with her, her son. Um, but I would say she's a believer. The mother over here, I would also say is a believer, the one that had peace. But you know what she was also? She was a, what we call a prayer warrior. Yeah. I would get text messages all of the time before her son passed asking how she could pray for the ministry. Can I, I want to pray for the vehicles and your every, just everything that God blesses you and always praying for me and my wife personally about some things, a prayer warrior. And so that's the best example of a story I can give of this scripture being true, that through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, that we present a request to God and the peace from God that surpasses understanding. It will guard our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. She had a peace mm. that surpassed understanding, man. Do you have a scripture or anything like store anything like that just about prayer that 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 makes sense? Yeah, that that's incredible. It just reminds me the first time I heard that story, I was a student in class, you know. Yeah. Um, and you just spoke about that unfathomable peace that that woman had who was a prayer warrior. Um and just it really let me know and just looked internally in me like, okay, if this woman was a prayer warrior. She she lived in the will of God and chased after the things of God. I too, in my walk and in my life, although I'm at rehab again mm. for the however many time, you know, I'm able to have peace here in Christ. If I can get to that position in Christ where I realize my identity is in him and in him alone, I too can have that same sort of peace. So I just remember that just reminded me of how much it encouraged me when I first heard that. But yeah, mm -hmm. um, my scripture is from James um, and it's James five sixteen, And it says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Mm -hmm. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Um, and this just reminds me of a time in my life, uh, probably the darkest season of my life when I was just struggling with addiction and the things of such. And my mom actually sent me a prayer whenever I came um, into this program, or I guess I had graduated because I received it on my phone. Um, but I just wanted to read a little excerpt from this prayer that she used to pray for me. And I didn't know she was praying this, but she said she was for years. Um, and it says, Father God. Open Ryan's heart to the truth and take away the confusion of this world and remove the influence of the devil and his demons that might have a stronghold in Ryan's life. I acknowledge that the enemy is trying to destroy Ryan and my household. Place your loving arms and protection around Ryan. Um, and then it goes on to say at the bottom, allow me to stand up for what uh, for what is right with Ryan and not enable him to continue in this addiction. Let my claiming this prayer over you, over him be a catalyst for your action in his life and allow me the knowledge of when to step away and allow him to hit bottom. If that is part of your plan for his life. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. And there was a lot more in there. But man, this verse tells us, you know, pray for one another that you may be healed. Now, that now that's not always in a physical sense. Mm. You know, a lot of times it's in a spiritual sense. It's in an emotional sense. Um, but the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. As I stated earlier on, I don't think we'll ever realize the significance prayer truly has on this side of heaven. Yeah. Um, 
But it's just amazing to think that my mom was praying that for so many years and then to look at my life now and to see there was so many other things that I didn't read in that prayer that God heard her cries and answered her prayers. It almost makes me emotional right now because it just makes me think to a time when I was I would sit in my parents garage, man, just telling my mom I wanted to die because I didn't think there was a way out. Mm -hmm. And just I'm sure as helpless as she felt in those moments, if you read that prayer word for word, the Holy Spirit was speaking through her in such a mighty way. And he heard every single word. So I would just encourage any of our viewers or listeners, God hears your cries. Yeah. He hears your prayers. It may feel as if sometimes you have been praying for something for so long and that God doesn't hear you or God isn't with you, but that's not true whatsoever. Yeah. You know, it tells us the prayers of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And there's something we can always learn in the midst of waiting. Waiting on the Lord is not always desirable. Mm. You know, it's not Ooh, always it's miserable, right? It's not always pleasing to our flesh. But there's something in that pocket that 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 when I find out how to how to pray through things and really trust God and give these things to him continuously, yeah. man, my prayer life increases that much more. And, and I'll say one more thing. I think a prayer journal is so significant for the fact that we forget a lot of our prayers because usually it's easy to man pray for the next thing, pray for the next thing, pray for the next thing. And you really forget yeah. how many prayers God has really already answered. And when you go back from a month from now, when you go back a year from now and you really go through and see what you were praying for and you see how God's brought things to fruition in your prayer life, yeah. man, it increases your faith and strengthens your prayer life that much more to know, man, God is with me here. He was with me there. He was with me there. Yeah. Um, and it really gives us that courage to continue to pray through these things, pray in all times without ceasing. Yeah. And, and at S2L, we have amazing just prayer warriors on our team. And it seems like we're in a season and maybe it's always been like this, but man, it seems like God's been answering prayer, like showing us the fruit really quick. Like even recently, some of the staff's family, mm -hmm. um, some of the staffs themselves with just asking for prayer, some alumni that are, that are out there and, and we're just praying. I remember one night we all got on a call in the evening just to pray in agreement over a guy, a message that we heard where a guy was, um, was back out there and in a very dangerous spot. And it was like, Lord, please let us have contact with him tomorrow. Please just bring him to back to a, a safe place. And it was like, God answers those prayers. That doesn't mean that he always answers the prayers that we have him, but we've, we just, I've seen too much. Right. Yep. I've seen too much to know it hadn't changed. And, and he talked about like a prayer journal and that's something we'll speak in a, before I talk about Carl in a good way. <laughs> How do you think he handled those peanuts last episode? Ooh. <laughs> well, they tore him up. <laughs> Come on. Do you think he handled them as graciously as we handed the little nitro? Well, that's not physically possible because I mean, we're beasts. Right. We're absolute monsters. monsters. Let's be honest. But speaking of Carl, it's something that, that here on this uh, this studio, um, he's he's feeling led, and we're probably going to have like a thirty days of prayer mm. that he's going to just kind of lead in. It's like day one through day thirty. Uh, not sure exactly what we're going to call it. He's kind of formulating it now, but and kind of writing it out. Like for the first thirty days after someone leaves, 
we're going to be speci- he's going to be specifically leading in prayer and praying over them and that's something that we as a staff do uh intentionally we always daily we want to pray over our the alumni the current guys in the program and guys that are going to be coming that God softens their hearts and prepares their mind and man this is something that's like prayer is powerful and even inside of that uh let me just hit this and then I want to come to you with something but I remember in the verse you just read, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. One of the, I think the ESV says it like that, or some version says it like that. And I remember Emilio, five years ago, four years ago, when he first came through the program, was sitting in the class, I was teaching that, and he said one of the most honest things. And he said, hey, I don't even know what it, Pastor Adam or Adam or hey, guy, hey, Adam, um, man, that's great and all, but that says the prayer of a righteous man mm. is powerful and effective. And he said, Adam, I'm in rehab, man. I, I'm I'm the furthest thing from righteous. And I was like, finally. I mean, that's like the realest question ever. Fi- I mean, that's maybe people are thinking that and they don't say it, but Emilio said that. And it was such a great question. Uh, the answer is even more beautiful. Uh, and so I just looked at him and said, man, thank you for asking that. That's a great question and an honest question. Why should you pray if it's not effective, if you're not powerful? And I was able to explain to him the gospel. Like, hey, if you're in Christ, that's the great exchange. That's our sin for his righteousness. Mm, amen. And so now if you're in Christ and you're a believer, you are seen as righteous. You have the righteousness of God. Uh, Romans 1. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. Mm. And so it's like, now as a believer, you're called to pray. God God gives this example of the, the judge who was nagged by a mom about her son over and over and over, and then the judge gave in. And God's like, how much... I'm paraphrasing, but I, this judge is wicked compared to me, and he didn't mind her coming to him, coming to him, coming to him. So God calls us to pray to him. And, man, I don't know. It's, it's a powerful thing for so many different—, different it's, not like a, it's not like a Amazon for getting our requests. No, it's, it's, it's designed to be intimate with God, intimate with God and know him more and, and speak with him. And man, I think it's, it's definitely something that we should do daily. Yeah. And speaking of that intimacy with God, I'm just often reminded of the prayer nights at S2L on Mm. Friday nights. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those things that's really hard to explain. Um, man, it's absolutely amazing. And I'll brag on Carl for a second. He's really taken that, um, under his wing, you know, and that's really his baby. And he loves leading those prayer nights, but I was talking to the guys the other day about, you know, what God can do in a mere moment, Mm. like what he can do in a moment. I mean, years worth of pain, years worth of depression, years worth of guilt and shame and anger and frustration. And in a mere moment, when we take these things to God in prayer, how we can be delivered from something that I thought was going to be with me forever. And I see it time and time again. Um, and it's funny cause some new guys will come in there and you know, they don't really know what to expect. Maybe they haven't prayed much. Maybe mm. they don't know the Lord. And I was like that myself, you know, uh, you get in there and there's candles and the lights are off and there's some worship music playing and you see guys on their knees and guys lifting their arms up and it's a little foreign to you. You're like, okay, this is odd. 
I mean, nine times out of 10, that next Friday night, you will see that man on his face Mm. in tears, crying out to the Lord, Mm. thanking the Lord for all that he has done for that man. So that intimacy that we feel, the two things that prayer gives me most is clarity and direction. I keep going back to that clarity and direction. I get out of those prayer nights and everything I was feeling, all the nerves, anxieties and stresses. Man, I have a peace that you spoke about er Mm. earlier. I have clarity. Okay, this is what God's called me to, and this is how he's going to get me through it. And I have direction as to where I'm going to go. And those are just products of a prayer and a healthy prayer life. Yeah. And I mean, don't take our word for it. I mean, the word of God said that it's powerful and effective. Mm. God said it. So be it. Come on. Right? And I mean, there is this... Well, how do I pray? And and I'm sensitive to that, man. And I know a lot of guys come in, you know, maybe never have once prayed out loud before. I'm sure they've had foxhole prayers, right? Mm -hmm. We all have. God, just get me out of this and I'll never do it again. And that's like, how many times has God heard that? Right. It's like, I'm, I'm waging a God, if you do this, I'll do this or, or, and it's like, come on. Yeah. And I'm like, God, God, you don't place bets. You don't place wages or you don't try to put God in a spot. Right. Yeah. But he does tell us how to pray. Right. He, he leaves us when you pray, pray like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And let, I mean, I'm not going to play it. We don't have time to break down this whole thing, but you start with acknowledging how holy God is. Our Father in heaven, hallowed is your name. How holy is your name. You are different than I am. And you're acknowledging that, and that's your mindset. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so Mm. it's like your prayers need to align with what Jesus says. And and basically you're, you're acknowledging who he is and what he is and his sovereignty. And then you're asking for his will to be done. Yeah. Not only, um, not only a future version of his will and, and in heaven, and you're asking for that, but you're asking for us t- for to drag heaven down to earth. Remember that a few episodes ago? I don't remember which one, but we talked about salt and it being a preservative. Yep. God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and you're and you're you're just praying through these. I, I really highly recommend you going to um, the Lord's prayer, and if you don't know how to pray. If you're uncomfortable praying, if you're a new Christian, or even if you're not a Christian, I would, I would ask you to say a prayer, and it would just be similar to that. God, I, I am a sinner. I have wronged you. I've sinned against you. God, you've made me. I repent, and God, I give you my life. I lay my life before you. I surrender my all to you, Lord. You are now my king. And that alone right there is a prayer, and that's praying. You're talking to God, and that's, man, that's a prayer similar to what I said when I gave my life to Christ. But if you're a new Christian and you don't know how to pray, I'd, I'd recommend going to the Lord's Prayer in the Bible. Don't go to some poster or whatever. Go to the Bible that, that you're reading and, and pray through that prayer. Yeah. Uh, and just be faithful. Just pray through that prayer and know that God's called you to it, and the more you do something, the more that you and I have communicated, we communicate pretty good now, Yeah. right? But when we first started, you cussed me out, and I was like, whoa, whoa, Come on. Right? And so, but now we we talk a lot, so we communicate a lot. Yeah. And so, I mean, I mean, you'll get better at praying, and it's not it's not something, it's not a checkbox or a ritual that you do. That's it's right. A, it's intimacy with God. It, he knows what you're thinking, but he's called us to talk to him. Isn't that wild? 
Yeah, I I think, and what's interesting to that to to me about that whole thing is I remember feeling inferior to pray out loud when I first got here. You yeah. know, um, I would. I, I well, that's because you were terrible at it. Come no, on, I'm just joking. Oh, that's facts. <laughs> but I remember sitting in class and like we call on people to pray afterwards. You know, yeah. Um, and I wasn't comfortable in praying, nor did I know how to pray. So this is more so to people who maybe haven't prayed as much or don't know how to pray or have never prayed. Um, I would like try to think about a prayer and premeditate a prayer that I could say out loud before it was called on me. And I would think through these things like, okay, I'm going to say, dear God, thank you for this day. And then I'm going to pray for this and I'm going to pray for that. And they would call on me, right? All right, Ryan, will you pray us out? And I'd be like, dear God, thank you for this day, man. Can I, can I, can I stop you? Yeah. (laughs) Just last night, (laughs) my son's six years old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously we want to encourage prayer and pray in front of them all the time. And (laughs) so Eli, he was getting my, my wife, Katie was putting them to bed and he was like, Hey, will you pray? <laughs> Sometimes he has bad dreams and he's like, Hey mommy, will you pray that, uh, I dream of playing in the world series? Like, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. What a cool thing. Yeah. And that's, that's a comb, you know, yeah. whatever. But no, she was like, well, why don't you pray? Eli? Why don't you try praying? He goes, okay, dear Lord, thank you for this food. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for this day it is just you know thank yeah. you for this food he's laying in bed you know so that reminded me of you saying that it's all scripted and it's just you know that kind of thing that's awesome pray <laughs> that i get in the world series dude. that's a, that's a that's a solid prayer well pray that i dream about playing in the world <laughs> oh, okay that's even better <laughs> isn't that awesome it's like yeah let me actually play in it in my <laughs> yeah. dream yeah that's awesome that's pretty cool but yeah it, ju- it just you know reminded me of that time in my life and um i, w- I would encourage people you know if you don't know how to pray or that's what you're thinking you know the 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 only way you can pray wrong is by not praying in my i truly believe you know um confess that you are a sinner um and that you need to be saved and if you do know god man simply share your heart god knows our hearts god knows our thoughts god knows everything about us and there's no wrong way to pray um, if you, if you are new, um, to Christ, um, just share literally what's on your heart. And I would even encourage people to pray out loud. Yeah. Um, I always, you know, challenge my guys who come into the program, man, I want you to pray with one guy out loud per day, mm. um, this week. And it encourages you cause, and it, this is weird. And maybe this is a personal thing, but I, I noticed in my own walk, the hardest people to pray for was my own family at first. Mm. And I don't know, I could pray for the guys I was coaching. I could pray for their families. I could pray for their wives. I could pray for the guys I was in the program with, but I don't know if it's due to a lack of self-worth and I was Mm. the reason that caused all this damage and destruction. So I didn't feel worthy of praying for them. Mm. But I think by practicing praying out loud, um, whether it's with your friends or just people you feel comfortable with first, that's very important, you know, because the last thing the enemy wants you to do is get to a place where you are constantly in prayer, constantly talking to God, constantly praying over people, you know, because prayer moves things, yeah. prayer moves mountains. And whenever we continuously pray, man, the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. Yeah. And and I'll kind of close it just with this thought and because and, we're kind of out of time, but um, prayer daily is one of the pillars, uh, and we've seen so much fruit. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things you, you said to learning how to pray uh, or just something that grew. One of the biggest things that changed me, matured me in my faith, changed my perspective even in prayer was when I did that thing that we talked about earlier, when I started to become thankful in my prayer mm. first. It made me. It made me address how blessed I am, 
how even in, in the program and things like that, I'd always, everything would start to be bad. Everything would get, everything had a negative spin at certain times when your, when your mindset's off. Yeah. But the reality was I didn't deserve to be there. I deserved jail mm. or being on being homeless or death. Everyone else, uh, tons of people that did the things that I did weren't crazier than me died. And so adding that Thanksgiving to my prayer, thankful to God for the things that I could be thankful for that day. It was always something. Mm. It changed everything. So that's it, man. Prayer, pillar number two, episode number five. That's life after addiction. Come on. Let's go. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says, and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.